the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good evening, everybody. Ron Geyer back with more End Time Insights. Hallelujah. Just, you know, I'm fellowshipping with the lady that does the production here, and we're just bragging on God. He is faithful. He is so good to us. He is steady on. He is always good. You can always count on God. We sing that song in church. I'm counting on, I'm counting on, I'm counting on God. Hallelujah. And I'm drifting already. It didn't take long. Anyway, praise the Lord. We're going to, in the vein of continuing on with the sovereignty of God, you know, the sovereignty of God, it's under assault and for a couple of different reasons. And it all goes hand in hand with Romans where it talks about the fact that man is reinventing God in his own image. And if, if you can get away with that, then you kind of mess up everything else that follows that, such as the judgments of God. We don't teach on the judgments of God anymore. Early on when we started our radio show, maybe 18 months ago, two years ago almost, wow. And we talked about judgment, but uh, I want to develop it in the sense of kicking back on the lie, the deception, the uh, false teaching that God is not sovereign in the earth today. And if you can get away with that, that he isn't, then you do away with the judgments of God. And if you understand the judgments of God, you'll understand he judges us because he loves us and they're to correct us. And the way that the world looks at judgment is they think of judgment as condemnation. And we need to challenge that because they put that into the church. No, the church does not judge to condemn the church judge to correct. And it's the same way that God judges us. So I'm going to develop that idea. And the keynote scripture is the Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. That's in Psalm 9:16. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. And if you are a Bible believing Christian, you don't need to go any further than that one scripture right there to understand the sovereignty of God and the judgments of God. He judges us so that we can know him better. You know, I want to develop that idea of knowing God further, but like the verse says, I want you to know him by the judgment which he executes, because if you don't understand what's going on in the world today, if you don't understand why we have COVID, if you don't understand 9-11, if you don't understand the storms, Katrina, if you don't understand them in connection to the promises of God, where certain things happen when we disobey him and certain things don't happen when we don't obey him, you'll won't understand the depths of which he wants to know you by and which he wants you to know him by. Matthew seven thirteen. And then will I profess unto you, depart from me, for I never knew you, you that work iniquity. The end of the game for Christianity is you must know God. You will not get into heaven unless you know him. And conversely, he says, 
I will profess unto you, depart from me. I never knew you. And it's interesting there because it's black and white. And by that, I mean, Matthew reveals here that there's no neutrality in the earth today concerning our relationship with God. He says you either know God or you are working for the enemy. It's door number one or door number two. If I never knew you and you never knew me, then there's not a middle ground of neutrality where, well, so be it, that's it. No, Jesus says, if you don't know me and I don't know you, you are working for the enemy. You that work iniquity is the way he puts it. Not only with those who have no relationship with God, those with no knowledge of God not get into heaven, but they will be cast out and down with those who work iniquity. And that the problem here is these guys, they thought they knew God, but they were wrong. And that's why we constantly need to examine ourselves closely. Where am I in relationship with God? Don't forget, we get uh, born into the family of God when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, when we accept the Lord, the Messiah, when we acknowledge that we are sinners, that we are depraved in our lives outside of having a relationship with God. Once we come to that realization, that is something that the Holy Spirit reveals to us, and then we have a decision to make. Either we will accept the fact that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, went to hell for us, he suffered, he paid the penalty for our sins, or we will reject that knowledge. But going along with that, God sends judgments in the earth to bring us back on the path of discovering who he is. And I'm going to talk about those. Proverbs 16:25 it says there is a way which seems right to a man but its end is the way of death. That's really an intense scripture and basically it talks about man quite simply don't trust yourself. It clearly states that walking through life without God it kills us. There is a way which seems right to a man. So we walk along our lives the path of life And we may think we're doing right, or we may think we have a relationship with God, or we may be living lies, we may be living in deceptions and deceit. And it goes, that way is ending in death. And that's why you must walk through life with God, and he makes it easy. He not only makes it easy for you to walk through life with him, but he puts his Holy Spirit inside you so that he can lead you and guide you and direct your steps. The people that know their God will be great. They'll do mighty exploits. We have the ability not only to walk hand in hand with him, but we also have the ability to serve him in greatness where we bring him honor. But man's ways, we can be deluded into thinking that we found the right way. But if it isn't the way that God has chosen for us, we will die plain and simply. We must understand there's no wiggle room with God. It's his way or the highway. Christianity is the supreme divine gift of Father God to us. Nothing beats it, folks. God says our plans are not only faulty. He says our plans, when they leave off him, they are deadly. His plan is perfect. His laws are pure. His commandments are life. Hallelujah. Father hasn't asked us to figure it out. He has told us to live it out with him directing us from within. The second point of the scripture that we just read, the Lord is known by the judgments which he executes. The second point is that God is known by his judgments. This will be very difficult for some. Today's God isn't the God of the Bible. He's the God of man's imaginations. We reinvented him. Mishpat, the word for judgment is mishpat, M-I-S-H-P-A-T, and it literally means verdicts, by the verdicts, by the 
the judgments, the verdicts, by the decrees that he makes based on our actions. God's known by those. And it comes from the root word, which is shafat, and it means to pronounce a sentence, including to carry out that sentence that he does pronounce. Romans 12, 1. Because when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. We're talking about knowing God, but we're talking about knowing the God of the Bible, and we're talking about knowing the God of the Bible in his judgments, when he judges us, when he sends judgments on the earth, not only as a one-on-one individual judgment, but also when he sends judgments on the earth to a group of people, to nations, to his church. He does that because he loves us. Right now, we are rejecting God's judgments because they result in hindering us the ability to know him as we should because we don't like them. You know, we don't talk about the God of the Old Testament. We don't want to know the God of the Old Testament. His judgments were harsh. Like I said, there's no wiggle room with God. It's either right or it's wrong. It's sin or it's faith. I mean, there's no in-between. This is the God that when they brought the temple prostitutes into their camp, they were in Baal Peor, they were following Balaam. Balaam was a witch, a seer, and he was tricking the Jewish men into fornicating with the temple prostitutes of the king that wished to destroy them. And so what happened was it got so bad where one of the people of Israel brought the the harlot right into his bedchambers in his tent and the God of judgment killed 20,000 of his own children of Israel. That's God. And yet you say, Ron, I can't comprehend that. Well, it really doesn't matter whether you can understand it or not. I hear that all the time now. You know, you mean God sent 9-11? God killed 3,000 innocent people during 9-11? Well, I don't know that they were innocent or not. Our judgment for innocence is different than the way God judges innocence. And yet, yes, I mean to say that God, in his love for us, whether he allowed or he himself killed, took 3,000 American lives in a response to our rejecting him, whether the sin was abortion or whether the sin was homosexuality, uh, whether it was licentiousness, it was murder, whatever the sin that led to it happened, it just could have been a totality of all the sin that we've been committing. God wanted our attention. We did not listen to his prophets. We are not reading the Bible to get to know who he is. We have not been praying like we should, and we've gone our own way. We have not heeded the warnings of God, and God uses pain to get our attention. He knows pain gets our attention. God uses destruction to get our attention. He knows destruction gets our attention. And yes, he will even use calamity, and he will even use death to get our attention because he loves us. He does not want all of us to die because sin kills. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. He will, now I'm not going to say gladly, but he will sacrifice 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, a million. COVID people don't understand today that COVID is a judgment of God. They think God would never do that. He's a loving God. You are right. He is a loving God, but his standard for love is not how you think it is. It's a totally different standard. It's a standard that always is based on a foundation of truth. And if God said, if you do this, you will die, and we continue to do it, we will die. Well, Ron, that's not the God of the New Testament. Oh, no? 
The Bible says that God, he says, I am the Lord, I change not. The Bible says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no changing or turning from God. He is consistent. He says, if you do this, you will live and eat the good of the land. If you do this, you will die. And yet when we do what he says that would kill us, we do it. And then the judgment comes, and immediately we have to change the way that we look at God because the God that we've remade in the image of man in the New Testament would never do that. We think that grace, you know, we're under grace now, the church age, it's the age of grace. We think that grace has changed who God is. I don't know, I say this all the time. Grace does not change God. He has always been gracious towards mankind. The grace that Jesus brought, remember, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The grace that Jesus brought allows you to change. It allows you to be free from your sin. It allows you to be free from the penalty of hell because of those sins. But it doesn't change who God is. And because God loves us, he loves the Jews in the Old Testament. They were his children. Well, today he loves the church. We are his children also. And he will judge us and he will discipline us in whatever way he sees fit in order to save as many of us as possible. And we think of death as the end of everything. Death is just a transition. We go from one realm into another realm. We lay down our earth suits. We get celestial bodies. And if we have been born again and saved, then we will live our, the rest of our lives in eternity in fellowship with him. If we reject that, if we are continuing to walk in the way that seems right to us without God, we will spend eternity apart from him. You know, if you choose to be apart from God in the earth, well, <laughs> he will not bug you. You will be apart from him in eternity also. You know, he doesn't force his will on any of us. Man is still sovereign. John MacArthur said this of a very famous preacher once, and I didn't understand it at the time he said it, but he said basically that this man hates God. I go, wow. You know, and this guy's very popular, and you know, he's got a great following, and I didn't understand that. But I can see it now, understanding about God and his judgments. When we deny God as he reveals himself to us, in essence, we have said, God, you're lying to us. I don't want to know you. That's hatred. We don't like the God of the Bible. We don't like his laws. His commandments bind us. They restrict us. We would rather figure out life for ourselves. And that's where religion comes in. When you choose religion over the truth of who God is, when you choose religion over Christianity, you are rejecting God. People don't reject things that they like. They reject things that they hate. 2 Timothy 3, verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. We see this religion creeping into our churches, too. We use scriptures to build our religions that we make. They're based on a form of truth. But once again, it's a form of godliness. It's not true godliness. And we walk away from the power of it. If the God of the old book of the Old Testament seems too hard, then we discount the Old Testament. Well, that was for then. This is now. This is different. When our ideas bump up against Scripture, when they contradict truth, that's not religion. But when we choose our ideas over truth, that's religion. And then we start teaching them. And yes, these doctrines, these false teachings, they're always birthed in pride where man thinks he knows better than God. So we've seen that God wants us to know him. We've seen that God wants us to know him in his judgments. And the third part of that scripture is, let me read the scripture again, 
The third part of that scripture is the Lord is known by the judgments which he executes. The third part I want to talk to you about is that God doesn't send anybody to do his dirty work. He does it himself. He executes these judgments by himself. It's a curious word to use here, seeing how oftentimes these judgments are harsh and can actually bring calamity and even death to multitudes. The Hebrew word there for executes, it's actually a primitive word, and it's asah, A-S-A-H, and it is totally complete in its spectrum of use. It can mean to appoint, to accomplish, to do, to bruise, to perform, to thoroughly trim. I mean, it's quite expansive in its meaning, and it gives God great latitude of expression when he executes his judgments. The New Age pagan doctrine expresses the heretical point of view that God is only sovereign in heaven, that he's given authority over to man, and God is not allowed to act unless he gets permission from man through prayer, through the way man decrees something, or the declarations that man makes. I may have spoken about this last week. Famous preacher wrote it this way, after 41 years of studying the word of God and preaching the gospel, I've come to realize that God does very few things, if any, in this earth without man's cooperation. And of course, that's false. It's short-sighted. It's arrogant. And it's wrong. It does leave God, though, a little bit of room to be sovereign. And that was quite nice of him. But then he says in the same blog a couple of minutes later, so until man's lease on the planet expires, God restricts his power. God restricts his own power on the earth, taking action only when he is asked to do so. I mean, I'm not standing next to this guy while he's preaching that. Amen. God doesn't need our permission to do anything. Come on, guys. Doing very few things on the earth has jumped to doing only things when he's asked to do so. That is a direct opposite of what the word of God has to say. Psalm 135, verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deep places. I could make a much stronger case about the sovereignty of God here today, but we developed that in prior lessons. But I do want to talk about the sovereignty of God as it relates to his judgments in the earth. Don't forget, I want to focus on knowing he is sovereign by the judgments that he executes. But... I talked to you about James last week. One quick New Testament scripture here. Whereas you know not what shall be tomorrow, for what is your life? Your life is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Uh, For you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. So once again, according to James, both our living and our doing are in the hands of the sovereign will of God. It's all very basic Christianity. I'm shocked I have to make the case to anyone about that, though. Here's the problem with this God is not sovereign on the earth nonsense as it relates to judgment. If we deny God's sovereignty or God's ability to rule on the earth, then the things that happen in the earth, unless man asked him to do these things, they don't have the ability to to manifest, which is ridiculous because God loves us. He doesn't limit his ability to act on our behalf. What man, I mean, is actually asking, God, would you go ahead and judge us for our sin, please? Nobody prays that. Well, according to this stupid doctrine, that's the only way he can act. So we see that the evidence of God's judgments being taken place, being done on the earth, disproves the lack of sovereignty and God's ability. Uh, Proverbs 28, 5. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. I love that. That's a great scripture. It's quickly becoming one of my favorites. I discovered it last year. 
I said, that's very interesting, Lord. I want to understand you. Well, the Bible says they that seek the Lord understand all things. If you want to understand all things, you must seek the Lord. Isn't that great? But then it says in the first part of that scripture, evil men don't understand judgment. So when I say God's judgment on the earth is COVID, when I say God's judgment on the earth is Katrina, when I say homosexuality is not only sin, but it's a judgment on the earth also for our sexual depravity, when 9-11 judgment on the earth for our rejection of God's laws, when I say all that, uh, I am letting you know that he's doing that because he loves me, but you're supposed to understand that. Listen, I understand that when we reject God, something terrible is going to happen. It happened to the Jews. It's going to happen to us. You need to understand that, too. If you don't understand that, option A, then, is you are evil. Evil men understand not judgment. And the other option is that you're not seeking the Lord. So you either don't understand what's going on in the earth today in the form of judgment. Either you're evil or you're not taking time to seek the Lord. Praise the Lord, I have sought the Lord, and I'm going to give you the truth and the discoveries that I've made. Here's a quote from somebody, I didn't write his name down, I forget who he is, but he writes it this way. How dark are the Lord's ways to man's proud reason? Did you get that? When we choose to look at God mentally, when we choose to think things through and to try to understand God on a mental level, how dark are the Lord's ways? I agree. A million people dead of COVID. That's dark. Amen? And yet the Bible says when we reason it out, it seems to be dark. And yet when I take it to the word of God and I see how God dealt with the Jew and I see how God is willing to go ahead and he will do whatever he has to do to save us. How dark is it that a man put his own kid on the cross for somebody else's sins. Now, if we reason that out, that doesn't make any sense. Who in his right mind would do that? Well, the God that loves us did that. His innocent son, by the way, he was blameless. He is the one that hung on the cross for your sins. Now, if we think about that without knowing God and the God's word and how we promised the Messiah to pay the penalty for our sins, we could go, that's weird. In our reasoning, we don't understand that. And so what this quote is, how dark are the Lord's ways to man's proud reason, there is a remedy for that. Put down your reasoning, repent of your pride, and get in the word of God and understand what's going on. We are to understand judgment. But the we there in that scripture is only those who are seeking the Lord. If you don't understand judgment, if you don't understand AIDS or homosexuality, if you don't understand why Biden is president today or COVID is here, then you are either not seeking the Lord or, as the scripture says, you are evil. These are not my words. This is the word of God. If you were righteous then and you still don't understand, ask God. He will give you understanding. And if you're having a block there, if you're still struggling, repent of your pride and let his Holy Spirit minister to you. And what happens is when we don't understand things, what's the other option? We fall back on our own thinking. We turn to what we think we know to be true, which unfortunately, it's demonic. James 3.15 tells you that. The wisdom that we get from above is not from above. It's actually earthly, it's sensual, and it's devilish. When man reasons away God's truths, and then he substitutes his own carnal knowledge, he is entering into the realm of paganism. It's where we come full circle. We go back to Adam's roots where we deny God his place of sovereignty in our lives. And that's what Adam did. 
He says, I don't want what you're offering me, God. I want to make my own decisions. I know better. I want to satisfy my flesh. I want to satisfy my wife's curiosity. And yes, most definitely that kind of wisdom, it's of the earth. It's emotionally sensitive at its core. It's straight from the devil. And this is the entry point that I'm going to stop at. I want to develop the idea about the church, how it's failing and its charges in many areas. But I want to address the idea that the church is failing to give us the knowledge that we need about the judgments of God. At the end of the day, that will reveal who God is to us. So I will stop here. I'll come back next week and I will develop that uh, much further. I've got some great scriptures for you. I want to talk about communion. I want to talk about the way that Paul judged the early church, the way God judged the early church. You know, it's been going on for decades. It's been going on for centuries. And yet because we've quit talking about it in the last 50, 60, 70, 80 years, we have no idea what's going on. We're lost as a goose, a white goose in the snow. We are just totally absent of the wisdom of God. So I'll come back next week. I'll develop that. Have a great weekend. Uh, We love you in the Lord. Read your Bibles. The Bible said God gives light. His every word is truth. His every word will lighten your understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 